Hello and welcome to Coexisting. It's 2020 and due to the coronavirus making its way across the world, we find our towns and cities in lockdown in an effort to slow the pandemic. I'm Lara Lightbody, the producer of this show. Apart from the COVID headlines filling our screens, I was curious to hear how people were living day to day. So I asked the same eight questions to people in different countries to get a glimpse of their lives during their version of Shelter at Home. The questions I ask cover life right now as that person is living it. What day of shelter are you on? What are the rules in place? What is it like in the streets where you live? What practical advice has helped you at this time? What is your most memorable moment? And what would you say to someone who is feeling low today? It's part information, part human story archive, but mainly trying to get an uplifting bent on this insane situation we find ourselves in, and at the same time preserving these memories in audio. Memories that will, in a few short months, be forgotten. So, plug in those headphones or that speaker, grab a cup of tea or a glass of the good stuff and take a seat. This is Coexisting. Hello, my name is Terry. I am speaking from Redford, Michigan. I moved here about five years ago, I think it is, from Texas, where I lived for 10 years. The funny thing about Michigan is that it is about the shape of a mitten. So if you were to go on the mitten and go about halfway to two-thirds down your hand from the pinky, there's a muscle right there, which is roughly Detroit, very roughly. Redford is a small suburb of Detroit with a population of about 45,000. Very small. Redford is in the same county as a lot of Detroit, Wayne County, and Wayne County, along with Oakland County, was one of the two first big hotspots where the initial cases were. I work as a shelver at a library, and basically I shelve the books. It's a very simple, boring job. It keeps me out of trouble because... Uh, anytime I could think of something silly to do, I might just go and read a book. And I mean, I love reading, so working at a library is a great job for me. I like it. My shelter at home would be on day 109, but some of the restrictions were lifted a few weeks ago. So actually, at the very beginning of June, I returned to work for the first time. The restrictions before that were in place for two and a half months, there are still some restrictions in place. I don't know the exact day they lifted. I have been sheltering with my two little brothers, my mom, my dad, and my two cats. What happened was that the library closed down completely. So it was considered an emergency closing. So everybody stayed at home except for a couple of staff members that took care of everything at the library itself. While the rest of us stayed at home, since I'm a shelver, that means I did nothing. I got basically paid to sit at home and do nothing. The uh, schedule has changed for the past month, starting in July. I'm going back to my usual schedule. But for the past month, I've been in there for two days a week and only for about two hours, actually, because there has not been a lot of shelving to be done. It's much quieter. Libraries... Libraries have this reputation that the librarian is going to tell you, shh, be quiet, but that's not actually true. There are kids in the kids section that are being noisy. There are people tapping at the computers. 
And there are, of course, people in the bathrooms tromping out sometimes. Excuse me, where is the bathroom is a common and irritating question. We have signs, nobody pays attention to them. So the library, of course, having only staff members, it actually is genuinely quiet, and it's kind of eerie, to be honest with you. It's a common misconception. The rules that are in place right now is that everybody who's leaving their house and going to a grocery store needs to be wearing a mask and keeping about six feet away if they're not wearing a mask, ideally doing both. The restrictions used to be much more extreme. The libraries were closed. All non-essential businesses were closed. It was a stay-at-home order in the truest sense of the word. During the lockdown and actually afterward, uh, it's about the same. I live in a pretty suburban area. We haven't left the house much. We actually pretty much, me and everyone except my mom, stayed right in place at home without leaving the house for about two and a half months. But we have seen the birds have gotten louder. The air seems to be clearer. You go outside and breathe and it's nicer. It's more refreshing than it was before. There are more people walking around and bicycling and taking their dogs for walks than there ever has been before. I didn't know there were so many dogs that were in the neighborhood. And of course, with the lockdown and the restrictions and the restrictions that are still in place, um, it's kind of sad because we see all of these adorable dogs and we can't pet them. It is about 2.11 in the afternoon in Michigan. It is sunny. The sky is clear. There are some clouds, but it's clear skies otherwise. It is very humid and unpleasant. I am sitting in my bedroom, in my chair, on the floor. Around me are my bedroom things. I have a TV on a dresser. I have filing unity sort of things on the wall. I can't remember the word for it. If I look outside... There is a very gentle breeze making the trees wave around, but my bedroom faces the side of the neighbor's house, so it's mostly brick and car. There is nothing specific, but I will say that I have appreciated the time to spend with my family because my mother had a surgery about a year ago, and she works a busy schedule about 10 hours a day on the days she works. So her health, she lived with a chronic sort of illness like that, a chronic condition, not quite an illness. She lived like that for most of her life. And the pandemic, her job also closed down. So she's been able to stay at home, recover, start doing yoga. She has had more free time than possibly she has ever had and more energy, which means that me and the family have all been spending a lot of time downstairs, especially on Friday and Saturday nights. I feel like we've gotten closer as a result, and I appreciate that time to be able to connect more with my family. And even now that we are returning to work, we are still carrying on the Friday and Saturday night film watching. There is nothing specific, but I have found that listening to music and reading a book does do a very good job of taking my mind off of the chaos and insanity of the world around me. We live in unprecedented times, so much so that a newspaper did a survey and found that we also live in an unprecedented time of the usage of the word unprecedented. 
I'm getting sick of that word as a result, but nevertheless, it is a very good descriptor of the times we live in, not just with the pandemic, but with the protests and everything. So I try and be politically educated. I try and follow stuff pretty closely, but it can become overwhelming and stressful, the feeling that I am at home and I can't do anything to go out and help people. So when that happens, I pick up a book. There are so many good books out there. I have a hundred unread on my shelves. So I've been able to work through that. And reading helps me relax and decompress and get my mind into a different, more fantastical place. I expect that it, they'll continue to help me out because the cases are starting to rise here in Michigan. And I won't be surprised if there is a new stay at home or lockdown order sometime during the next month. I would be more surprised if there was not such an order. I still have waves of loneliness, but I find that showers help, actually. And the funny thing is that if you want to feel better from a shower, don't run it hot, run it cold. Yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense or not. I don't know the science behind it, but start cooling down your shower and you will feel yourself energizing. A smile comes onto my face almost without my being able to help it. There's a passage in The Plague about people who go through a pandemic. It's a book by Albert Camus, and he is an absurdist writer. And if you read it, it's a moving book. It's a little bit difficult because stylistically it's so different from a lot of popular literature, but it's got a lot of great quotes. And I'm paraphrasing, but one of them is that people who go through a plague eventually learn to stop thinking about when it's going to end. They learn to just live in the moment, day by day. And he observed that when the plague starts to come to an end, when the restrictions begin to be lifted, that that time actually is when most people seem to go craziest. That it's as the end approaches that people remember that it does have an ending and become the more desperate for it than they were at the beginning of it. I don't know how psychologically true it is, but it makes sense because the human psychology in a lot of ways is counterintuitive to what you'd expect. I spent most of May reading it very slowly because it is a little bit difficult, but of all the observations in it, that's just the one that stuck out to me the most. It is true that we live in interesting times. There is a Chinese curse that says, may you live in interesting times. Now, I think that curse is rather foolish. I think it's because we have always lived in interesting times. We have always lived in strange and chaotic times. Perhaps it is not here, but across the world, someone is experiencing some sort of chaos. A better version of the curse might be, may you learn you live in interesting times. I think that's much scarier. But the thing is that if you always live in interesting times, then that means that wherever you are, you can do something to try and act. It doesn't need to be a big thing. There are rallies, there are protests, there are funds that you can donate to. Sometimes it's just enough to keep yourself happy and safe and secure. And that can be very difficult sometimes. Emotions are difficult things. Depression is a difficult thing. I sit on the spectrum somewhere, I don't know where. As a child, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I don't suffer through that anymore, but I still sometimes have waves of loneliness. It's important to keep your connections with other people alive. 
It's important to see not just the world on a grand scale, but also the smaller picture, the trees outside, the breeze that travels across the grass, the light reflecting off of it. It's a beautiful thing. Flowers in your yard, people walking. It means that people are enjoying nature. We live in strange times, but that doesn't mean they need to be unhappy times all of the time. I don't know if that helps, but that's what I've got. Here is the passage from Albert Camus's The Plague. In the case of others, chiefly those who had been living until now in forced separation from those they loved, the rising wind of hope after all these months of durance and depression had flamed impatience to a blaze and swept away their self-control. They were seized with a sort of panic at the thought that they might die so near the goal and never see again the ones they loved, and their long privation have no recompense. Thus, though for weary months and months they had endured their long ordeal with dogged perseverance, the first thrill of hope had been enough to shatter what fear and hopelessness had failed to impair. And in the frenzy of their haste they tried to outstrip the plague incapable of keeping pace with it up to the end. Thank you for listening to Coexisting. It's Lara Lightbody, the producer of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear the story unfold, here is where I need your help. Hit the subscribe button so Coexisting comes up automatically in your feed. Secondly, write a review and rate with stars, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. And if there's anyone out there that you think would make a great guest, just get in touch. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn as Coexisting Podcast. That way, that many more people will find us. <laughs>